Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And cousin Max. Woo! Welcome to the Micro Brew Review, everyone. This is episode 129. And I was thinking about this on the way here. I feel like your moniker needs to change maybe to Married Max. <laughs> Married Max. Is that a... Married Max. I mean, it's so... At this point, it's just Mad Max. Mad oh, Max. That's fair. Yeah, that's... Uh, our listeners, we've moved beyond Thunderdome. Our listeners so have known you for like three us. years now. They've seen your progression to this <laughs> married man. Are, should I check your ankles? Is that how we know if you've become domesticated or not? Okay. Ankles are still out. <laughs> there's no domestication going on here. There's, uh, there's no fear. No fear. So our very first episode of Pumpkin Beer ever was with you. True. Um, That's true. What was that, two long years ago? I. It was back yeah. in 2013. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's it was taking the, me, it was taking the me first, back. The first, the first time autumn. we could have done pumpkin beer. Yes. So we were supposed to do IPA today, and um, Ian got very excited. Well, we have we have a dinner that we're going to tonight, which I think is exciting, and uh, perhaps the beer mistress will tell us a little bit about it in a moment. Um, so I figured they're going to be feeding us beer, and you have to go to work. So I was like why don't we do like a session IPA podcast? It'd be low ABV. We'll Probably be, a smart you know, choice. We'll be able then, to eat all night long and drink yeah, all night long. But then I, I showed up at the um, the beer store and I saw all these really cool pumpkin beers that I've never had before. And I know everyone's all like, pumpkin beers suck, whatever. But I do have a soft spot for my for pumpkin beers, especially the really good ones, the Weyerbacher. Um, I did see the uh, Mistress Maple in there <laughs> and I was like, I should just get that because it's delicious. Um, but I saw Ballast Point made a pumpkin beer. That's what I'm looking at right now, and I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked about it because so right away I was just like, well, I guess we're doing pumpkin beer. Ballast, <laughs> Ballast Point has gotten me so good that even their Wahoo, which is their white, I find fantastic. Yeah. And I am over the course of all of our podcasts, I don't think that I've ever once enjoyed a white, a wit. Whatever you want to call it, they're <laughs> they're anything. not my uh, a pasty boy. Yeah, they're not my preference. Uh, but I think that uh, we are, is, could it be that we're you know with that mentality going we're in, we're we're getting a little soft after two years. Maybe. Where we were looking. For oh, I'm getting a little IPA. soft. Have you seen my waistline? <laughs> it's getting a little soft in here. Honestly, I think that I'm getting even more critical. It remind, reminded me of your comment ages ago about you have a friend on the West Coast who like went back to drinking really crap beer because he's like, you just want beer that tastes like beer, which I still don't agree with that point, but I won't drink anything that I know is not superior. Yes. <laughs> so I'll go into a bar and see their whole list and just be like, don't you have anything a little more, a little less pedestrian than fig jam? So <laughs> I feel. Uh, so this is actually a scotch ale with pumpkins. I'm assuming they have, it says... So um, we, we kicked the whole low ABV thing? I'm yeah, assuming. well, yeah, that's that's the, the end all of... <laughs> and so what is this one called, though? It, it's called Pumpkin Down. Uh, I believe they make a Scotch ale called Piper Down. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they took their label and made it skeletons instead and called it Pumpkin Down. <laughs> instead of their fish? Right. So I do I'm, like their labels. Uh, so it is a, it's their Piper Down ale with pumpkin and spices. So... I I guess I can't speak for Ian. Drank a lot of Scotch ale this summer because it's one of the regulars. I don't want to say staples because it really isn't. I drank as little as I was able to. Um, but the at the Renaissance Fair they make a Scotch ale because mm. you know Scottish people love Ren fairs. So and there's a lot of great. It's an excuse to wear kilts in public. I they love history. Took one sip Especially and was English like, history. yeah, this is Scottish ale. Like it's definitely it's got the body, it's got the color. 
I'll it's say got that caramel. The pumpkin is very, very light. It's very light. Sweet. It's this is this is a good beer. They didn't um, say labeled, spices though, right? They just said pumpkin. No pumpkin and it's it's oh, labeled okay. as a pumpkin beer, but I'm not. There, there's not. It's it's a pumpkin beer in the same aspect as you might find, uh, you know, grapefruit notes on an IPA. It's right. not. I agree. They didn't throw fruit in there. It, it's it's very very lightly, you know, in typical Ballast Point fashion, where they really kind of hit the hit the nail on the head. It's a very very nice beer. It's very well done, very well balanced. You're not getting a lot of too much. You're not getting too much of any one note. It kind of balances itself out. You get a little bit of that pumpkin on the the exhale. Well, I think a lot of things when people s hear pumpkin. Real pumpkin doesn't really taste like much. It's no. pumpkin pie that we know. Right. And so people expect this sweet and spicy. Love pumpkin ravioli. True. A roasted pumpkin or a pumpkin ravioli is actually, it's almost on the... Um, it's sweet. It's it's sweet. The, the Basically, the more you cook it, the sweeter it tends to get. Like so, carrots. Right. I was going to say like a sweet potato or yam or something like right. that. Right. A, yes. a, a drier or, you know, a, a, a closer to raw pumpkin, like the less flavor it's going to have. So I guess... This seems a little more raw pumpkin mm -hmm. to me, where it is the essence of pumpkin. You're getting a lot being... of the, the, you breathe in more of the pumpkin than you're actually tasting it. Though, accolades to them, if it gets more people to drink Scottish ale, you know, because you know, people are so obsessed with the pumpkin craze right. um, that I don't know that they would pick up a Scottish There's ale so that often. There's backlash lately, though, even the past two years, I would say, that I wonder, do people actually like pumpkin or... I think they might as well just call it so cinnamon outmade. and nutmeg and just call it a day because I don't think they like pumpkin. I think they like... I think that pumpkin is a... It's a... To borrow it again, it's a staple of, of autumn. I think that, you know, between Halloween, between Thanksgiving, there's pumpkins everywhere. There's, there's nothing wrong with pumpkins. Nobody dislikes pumpkins. I think that commercialization has kind of like when overkilled it a little bit where pumpkins everywhere. my facial and my hair cream. Right, and everything my, is pumpkin now. Pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. And half of the time it's just something that's orange and it isn't even <laughs> pumpkin. And It's like that blue thing that they call blue raspberry. Right, like, and, no, I, and I think more of the problem is that we're tired not of pumpkin, but we're tired of having things just shoved down our throats every time the seasons change. And just because it has pumpkin in the name does not make it healthy. Also true. Very often, pumpkin is like a tangential ingredient in said pumpkin spice. Like pie. In the blank. Yes. <laughs> like pie. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, on the note of Scotch ales, um, I haven't really found a lot that I really like, except for like Oscar reds. Blues Old Chub. Yeah, even that doesn't do it. I, I'm a big fan. It's it's not as approachable a beer. It is a very high ABV for it's content i want to say it doesn't feel like it's going to be heavy but it will in true scottish fashion show club up you over the head. <laughs> get its business done and then club you over the head i do like the name we heavy yes ales um which is not quite a scotch ale but i think it's in that vein these are just very malty and we don't drink a lot of malty I beers i really like malt it's, well you like german beers more you like Pilsners Careful, and... no. Oh. Well, I've had two Pilsners that I've enjoyed in the last four years. I've had one lager. All right. And it's a very, very hit or miss. Probably a miss. Something's gone amiss because it's still <laughs> consumed en masse in Germany, which is, well, you know, really, thing. really one of the forefathers of brewing, but really has not gotten, you know, caught up with the times. And I understand the purpose of beer in Germany. I understand the purpose of lagers and pilsners. They're supposed to be all day beers. You can't drink, you know, beer with a lot of flavor and, and a higher ABV right. all day long. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to kill yourself. 
It's that whole, you know, after a gallon of anything, the next sip tastes great because I'm too... Exactly. Well, they're low. It's the college mentality. Right. There you go. That's uh, who was I talking to recently? Who said I can't? Germany is basically one giant fraught party. Yeah. Oh. Party. Oh. They were discussing Yingling, um, and it's like I can't, I can't drink it anymore. And it's no offense, of course, I but went I back. just. And the the guy who said it said, you know, I drank a twenty four pack every weekend in college. You know, I'm now. 35 years old. There is nothing about going back to that part of my life right. that I, I need to revisit. I a lot of things in college that I'm not proud of. Yeah. There was a gentleman who hosts uh, an event at the establishment where I work uh, probably once a month and brings in a lot of contractors. He always gets there ahead of time and um, he just gets like an open tab basically as part of everything's paid for in advance basically. Um, but I don't think it's him being greedy, but he drank like at least a half a case to three quarters of a case of Coors Light. Um, Gross. In like maybe two hours. Where he, he was drinking it like water, basically. Uh, like as well, fast as water. And You can drink it like water is yeah. the problem. It was crazy, though. So I didn't mind that, but that was enough of that. Like it I, was, I think a third of a bottle of that was perfectly <laughs> fine. The but I feel like that with most pumpkins. I, I really want a taste of it. Well, good thing we got two more. <laughs> well, I... I think the next two are very unique, though. Yeah. So this is a uh, next up. We have Trogues, and this is their Master of Pumpkins. Uh, it is uh, the last one was five point eight. The uh, pumpkin down. This is seven point five. And it's in a corking cage. It is a corking cage. It's a baby corking cage from Trogues. Oh, such a baby. I've uh, never seen Trogues do that. It also says it is highly carbonated. Oh. So I'm be careful with this. I'm glad that the homeowner is not here to see what we're about Champagne. to do. Uh, and it also directs you to pour directly into the center of the glass. For more effervescence. Effervescence. I, uh, if, I, I, will, I will go ahead and before... Beautiful. God, that wasn't that's bad at all. Yeah. Uh, you seem like you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say that uh, before I even smell this and before, I, again, I even taste it, Trogues is... Um, one of our beloved masters of spice in beers. Mm. And I think that if anybody can really kind of nail that pumpkin holiday flavor, it, it may be Trogues. So I, I think so too. I'm looking forward to this. Really want you to try our four year aged Mad Elf. It's so good. It's so <laughs> Well, the holidays are right around the corner at this point. I, Remember, you might they're well already just, at Target, Walmart, Macy's. You might as well just pack a bag, call it a. Halloween or a Christmas adventure. Like drinking a snifter of brandy. It's so smooth. So There's cigars and Mad Elf. Oh, that sounds. I mean, it's like a cherry brandy, but Ooh. yeah, it still comes through. I have a notes. I have a fire pit in my backyard now. We could combine the two. All cigars right. Well, it's not highly carbonated like champagne would be, but there's definitely oh. much more carbonation. Hmm. It's almost a little sour. Oh my God! I love it. This is actually very nice. Oh, that's it's so like, unique. I'm not going to lie. I'm very, I'm very intrigued when you said it's almost a little sour, and Shannon followed up with, oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> because typically those two things those don't, two things don't connect very well. But. I take back sour. I mean more like a cider, though, which tends to have no, it's, that crisp fall it, apple it's, it's almost, It's almost, and in a good way, I mean this, it almost has like an apple cider vinegar. Well, it has the body of a cider, though, too. It's very, like... It's light-bodied but robust-flavored. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, it's, that sounds stupid, but it's true. Like no, it's not very beers, viscous. Yeah, some beers taste like they have a more of a water quality to them, and some have more of a soda quality. For example, Mad Elf almost has like a honeyed like yeah. texture to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heavy coats everything. Right, well, which just, is nice in certain beers, but the color is not so different than the last beer. But I'm mm-hmm. just overwhelmed by how different it even just moves in the glass. It's a little cloudier. It is. It looks well. Scottish ale in general is not very. No, this is this is actually really enjoyable. Oh, I mean, and I would, I would actually have to double check the label to make sure that it was indeed a pumpkin beer because, like, you can tell that it's there, but it's got the spice on the exhale. That's I what think, I mean. I think brewers are starting to listen to everyone being like, "Ease up, yeah, right, right? just ease relax. up, pumpkin." Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I do like that they called theirs the master of pumpkins. I feel like everyone's kind of like Weyerbacher's got their uh, imperial their imperial pumpkin. pumpkin. And then uh, it's always like these like Warlock. Halloween like characters Brave. of a pumpkin who are like I'm in charge, and everyone seems to be touting theirs as like the best or you know the king. Or, or is it that the pumpkin itself is touting itself as the best? And in this Perhaps. case, Trogues has tamed the Ooh. pumpkins. Ooh. They are the master of the pumpkins. The, the student has become the master. Mm. I could drink a whole one of these easy. Mm-hmm. This is actually very, very pleasant. I don't know how expensive a case is, but I would serve this at a, a holiday party being like Thanksgiving or I can't um, imagine it would Halloween. be expensive because I got this from a bottle shop. And I got two of these, two of the last one, and then one of our next beer, which is a large format beer. And all together, it only costs twenty four dollars after like a ten percent discount. Yeah, I don't nice. think that. Yeah, you you could probably the, pick the up a large case format, of that for under forty yeah. fifty. Yeah, the large format beer was ten fifty of that, so they're probably three dollars a piece. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so you're looking at like somewhere between thirty and fifty a case. Right. Oh, well, and that's most, with the bottle shop the markup too. Right. So. Well, and that's seven and a half percent. Like that's. Mm-hmm. But to see people drinking this at my party, I would feel very fit. It would be like having that mulled cider would, in the corner. And I would like, almost yeah. want them not to drink from a glass. The bottle's so pretty. It is a really pretty bottle. Though I, I would feel differently maybe because it does say highly carbonated. If yeah. we got a bad bottle and there were people, you know, drunk people popping corks everywhere, I might yeah, feel Yeah, I would say any cork and cage you really do want poured into a glass. At a, <laughs> at a gathering so of nice. more than three, it uh, starts to get a little uh, iffy. Uh, Maybe you could hand out rambunctious, too. Yeah. raucous, party. raucous, rowdy. <laughs> wow. Now ours really, really get a bad rep in uh, in that case. Roguish. Ooh, that low blow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell our listeners uh, about a really exciting thing we have coming up on the fourth of December. But it's pointless now. They can't come. Pointless, <laughs> like that. Get like lost. that toast we know. <laughs> Sorry. So how was your honeymoon? <laughs> uh, fantastic, actually. Um, <clears throat> on the first note of beer, Spain does not have it. Oh. Um, there's a couple of different lagers. And you still had fun? Which are all at the very, very... The best way that I could put them is that they are the best beers that Spain has to offer. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's like Africa. Spain was, yes, it was like that Nile River water that you were drinking. Um, but uh, the wine was fantastic. Fortunately, I have, a, I have a sulfite allergy, so for, fortunately I was able to get some supplements to be able to counterbalance that. Isn't it great how far modern medicine well, has it's come? It's amazing. We don't want Let you to not you, be able to drink, so we're going to give you these pills. Even like Viagra, for, it's for, just like, for our honeymoon, thing, we can make you do this for thing. For our honeymoon, 
we went out and we went out. We we ate out three, four days, three, four times a day. Look, we don't need to know about what's going on. <laughs> we, we were every we went out for breakfast, we went out for like an early lunch, we went out for an early dinner, and then we went out again Siesta. after dinner. And we spent under eighty to hundred euro a day. Wow, that's crazy. Three to Super four. What part meals. of Spain? Well, this is Sevilla and Madrid. Okay. So especially in Sevilla. Um, but you could easily go out and you can get a glass of wine for under three dollars. You can get a bottle of wine for under twenty. A bottle of wine, and we're not talking about you know Arbor Mist here. Will. No, we're Oski talking or about or wine the, that would retail yeah. in the U.S. for seventy to ninety. Wow! But just because you are in a city you're, that is surrounded by yeah. the vineyards producing these wines, you're you able to get so it. Much of it. It's there's no shipping, there's no import taxes, there's nothing. It's just right next door. That's why and travel is worth the investment. Drinking delicious, delicious wine and spending far less than you ever thought you were going to spend. Not to mention the fact that you're getting these tapas that are two to four euro a plate. You eat three of them and you're done. So you're you're going out to dinner and if you're by yourself and you're just catching, you know, a quick meal, you're spending maybe ten euro for a glass of wine and food. That's awesome. Which is ridiculous because you know what you get in the U.S. for ten. I could do 10 that. Euros, you get a, a Big Mac meal, <laughs> supersized with some extra chicken nuggets. On a Tuesday at Kildare's, I could do that. Is that half price day? It's five dollar burgers and three dollar victory. See, it's a beautiful thing, and I really like it when bars but in the U.S. Don't you feel like a champion when you can eat that well for under? When bars and restaurants do that in the U.S., it is very, very reminiscent of the way that the rest of the world does life. Highly life caloric. Is meant to be, life is meant to be out and, and enjoying your time with other people and being out of your house, not cloistered in your kitchen making stuff all the time. When you want to cook, cook. But it shouldn't be a requirement of life to not be able to afford to go out and do things and, and you know try new beers, try new wines, try new food because you're at home making spaghetti with marinara again because everything else costs too much for the mortgage that you're currently trapped in with the two cars, with the commute, with the kids' tuition, with all that stuff. He got cynical in his married life. Realistic, I think. Uh... Well, I talked to my brother a lot, who, who's spent most of his past five, six years in Korea and Thailand. And my brother's a chef, and he hadn't had a kitchen in any one of his apartments in Korea. So his apartment, and as were most apartments in, most of, in large parts of Japan and Korea, are a bathroom, a bedroom, and a desk. Because it's like a hotel, kind all of. All of your meals are, and prices are adjusted accordingly. So everything is, meals are a communal activity. You're out with friends, you're out with family, you're out somewhere at a restaurant, at a bar, at a cafe, anything. You're out of the house, you're talking with people, and you're enjoying yourself. This is also one of the countries with the highest suicide rates because they all stay home all the time and don't go out. <laughs> well, it's also because we work, on average, 60 to 80 hours a week. Hey. Don't talk about my work life. No, you're above that. I'm very, very happy. No, hours I work. <laughs> no, you're not in the sixty to eighty, and you're in the ninety range. So. Ian's version of commitment is his seven jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever like to put all your but eggs in one basket. But he doesn't let basket, them down, even in work. He doesn't let nope. any one of them down. He doesn't. I try not to, and people are always trying to get me to quit my jobs, and I'm like, why are you trying to get me to quit my jobs? I'm so good at them all. Well, I'm getting better at them all. I do find a little bit of uh, irony in the fact that so many people claim to be unemployed and can't find work when Ian has seven jobs. Well, that's why. Because there's six I'm other people who can't get work because Ian's working their job. Oh, but anyway, I d not to be too cynical, but Spain was lovely. 
Uh, the food was fantastic. I uh, found out the hard way that you can't bring cured meats through customs, oh, which they God. snagged $260 worth no. of U.S. Hamon Iberico Bayota, which is that oh, beautiful acorn-fed. Really you couldn't bring it that back. The well, there's, they found there's it. There's one way that you can. They found it. it. They, they found, found it. You didn't put it like in your ladies' under things. Or I was something? going to. You didn't hear. Never mind. I was going to. Uh, no, they actually took it, and I then uh, I was like, well, "Can I get that back?" And they're like, "No, we, I'm sorry, we can't let you have this." I was like, "Well, then you can tear it open, you can throw it out, and I'm going to watch you do it <gasps> because you're not eating that <laughs> because I know exactly what you're going to do, That's and you're not do. you're not taking it. If you're not going to give it back to me, throw it out." And you didn't. And you couldn't send it to so, yourself. Or granted, anything? I bought it there for forty euro. Okay. But you yeah. can't touch it. There is in one the way US. that you can get it in the U.S., but it's like. It's it's forty four dollars for two ounces. Yeah. Oh good I had gracious. more than half a pound. <sighs> so sad. So wow, it was a little 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 upsetting. But uh, well, you know, I, guess... I did manage to smuggle in two cans of uh, it was like a um, like a chorizo and a uh, another meat like spread paste thing that they do really well. Uh, a couple bo- a couple of cans of olive oil and this bottle of vermouth. Heyo. I bring food in my luggage all the time. It's my number one thing that I, I like. I don't need a postcard or, you know, a tchotchke. I taste my memories, so I want to remember. I always bring European Nutella because it's so much better than American Nutella. Um, and then, yeah, in Germany, it was all sorts of, like, meats and spreads and beers mm-hmm. and... Sausages. Sausages. Yeah, yeah, sausages. Yeah, bring me all your sausages. So while Ian pours the last beer, I'm actually going to discuss the 4th of December because it's exciting and because I have a feeling based on how well the first one went, we are going to do this again someday. Uh, we are hosting a class at Cook in downtown Philadelphia, which if you guys have never been or seen, like check out their website. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a show kitchen, which is my dream to like just be able to flit around in this absolutely well-appointed white spotless pristine kitchen um but we're gonna ruin it all (laughs) as folks who love to sit at the bar every seat in there is at the bar it's a stout silly of course it's black which is why we he wanted to start with this one i was like you're crazy well i forgot it was a stout um so we are teaching a class. We are pairing ourselves with homebrewed events. Uh, we're doing four courses. They, uh, we gave them our menu. They paired it with some really excellent beer. Uh, it's $150 a ticket, and we sold out in exactly 82 minutes. Uh, so we're stupid excited. Uh, but I have a feeling we're going to do it again, maybe in January or February. Uh, so I am going to be free the first two weeks of January from Jack's, if that is any incentive to book in early January. I guess we best get on it. I'm trying to think of what this Look, he's like. almost got a vacation plan. What? Holy what? Stouts, I told you. I've had I'm, this once. I'm perfectly willing to admit the fact that stouts are one of the reasons that I got married to the woman that I got married to. Because <laughs> it is true that once you go black, <laughs> you don't go back. She's more of a black and tan. I was going to say, she's creamy. Just uh, like a stout. <laughs> this, almost, this almost smells minty, but I know it's that's, not mint. No, that's it. It's the it's the same and it's... There's something that there's something like in it. Mint. There's something in it that I'm trying to. I I know exactly what the smell is, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but it is very mintesque. So you know how like back in the day, everything smelled so terrible that people would carry around little snifters. Yes. Of, like, what are they? Um, but, um, 
I know this word. It's like potpourri. Yeah, there is a word for there it. There is a word. As, well, when I when I dress as a lady in the Renaissance, we put them around our waists so you can smell that before you smell us. There is a word for it. It's a and thing. Okay. Well, we'll Google it after we, and put it in no, the snow. I will remember it, but continue. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I would like to dip something in this and then carry it with me so I might just smell it all day long. I had one of these for dessert after a business lunch like two weeks ago on draft. Um, it was awesome, but it was also heavy. It definitely took me a long time to finish it when you're drinking a whole, like, 11-ounce pour. So, uh, so this is by Springhouse and Lancaster. They did the Brains, which we have done right. in the past, which is a pumpkin, the dark pumpkin something. I don't remember. Is that a stout? Because Springhouse does a lot with dark beers. They do. And they do a lot with, like, crazy flavors. They do, like, yes. the peanut butter jelly and... And they do the, the Santa's... Mint chocolate chip. Yep. The Santa's... Ba or, and they have another one I just saw. It was Satan's Santa's Bake... Oh, Satan's Bake Sale. Bake Sale. Yeah, that's what it was. Sounds oh. like a better than Angel Food. Oh, yes. I like... For sure. Like... Angel Food is so spongy. Angel Food is for people that don't like sweets. I love Angel Food Cake. Have you had Devil's Food Cake? <laughs> <laughs> have it. Where? How? I it's, want it. It's the darker more flavorful version more of sinister and bearded version of angel clearly i'm cake. into it but how yeah. <laughs> we'll google it later Ugh. oh my gosh google's getting a lot of action today what do you think <laughs> gentlemen uh more liquidy viscous less vis viscous than i anticipated it's far less it's it's thick but it's not viscous it's yeah. not it's not cloying it's not cloying it's I not wanted, sweet i want at it all, to be a little meatier I would like it to be girthier. It's smoky on the exhale, I've, but I can see why maybe you want a little more in the sides of your mouth, like in your cheeks. I want I want some more oomph, but I think that the flavor is great. I want like a more tenfitty. Yeah, I really want more in viscosity. In yeah, this, like that engine oil. I want more in this beer, for the color that it is, and, and the for smell. the smell. The, the 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 nose on this, the the overall the the flavor profile is fantastic. I just wish there was more of a mouth on it. So you like when your beer talks back? Mm -hmm. Yes. The exhale's like nice, though, too. Like, it really, in terms, of, we were just talking about cigars. It's just smoky enough. You could smoke with this. Yeah. I mean, not something too illegal. spicy and strong. Yes, that. We never talk about illegal things, like smuggling things in our luggage. We don't talk about we that. We don't talk about that. Hmm. Nice. Not so, yet. Not what is the? Do they describe it on the label or not really? No, so much? they don't really do anything. Okay. So. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie though. The uh, the label art in the selection is a little. It leaves a little bit to. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the Spinal Remains one. It's got. It's very Springhouse. I mean, they it pretty is. much have their. It's not bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna house. say it's bad, but it's not. I've seen I've seen some very fine works of label art in, well, uh, in like our times together. Well, I like the simplicity of the Master of Pumpkins. See, I don't like simplicity. What, but not even with the cork and cage? I mean, I think the it bottle. just adds an elegance sorry, to Shannon, it. I'm sorry, Shannon, but the cork and cage is not bottle were art. You, were you able to see the detail I on do the fine see ballast point one? The ballast point I do like. <laughs> that is... That is good. I like that but one. But ballast point, I always love I mean, it because it's no it's, Mistress Maple. Well, no. Oh. Who is? Oh, Mistress Maple. Oh. I've never you felt so lusty towards Val Valdoff set my heart aflutter. A squash before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe like Jessica Rabbit, but but you were young. I hard was. To tell. I was feeling things then I didn't quite understand. She warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah. You keep your cockles in a really interesting hair. place. 
Yeah. How very <laughs> Asian of you. Mm. I don't know about that. No, I think this is a very nice stout, though. Excellent. Well, so you don't mind that we did an IPA today? I don't mind I mean, that didn't we even did an know. IPA. We finished with a stout. <laughs> Good. Well, he just said, no, oh, pumpkin. And I'll, I... I'll be honest. I've, I've had... Uh, uh, since uh, since the wedding and all the leftovers as a result of it, uh, I, I've had four. Beard out. I've had four great just staples at my house. Tell our I've listeners what the beers so were at your. I'm gonna go from light to dark. Okay. So it starts off with the Dale's Pale Ale from Oscar Blues, which is just Oscar Blues is one of my favorite. Solid contender. One of my favorite breweries in the U.S. They're absolutely phenomenal. Right out of North Carolina. The cans are easy. Phenomenal. Just I love cans. I can't say it enough. But every well, a lot single, of men say that. Every single one of Oscar Blues, they do cans better than, than anybody ever could. I think they invented cans. Oh, they did, actually. They invented metal, um, <laughs> if, I, if I do believe. Uh, according I'm, to I'm history. not mistaken. Yeah. But uh, the, according to the prophecy. But, yeah. um, according to the So prophecy. Dale's Pale Ale, which is one of my, my go-tos, um, it's a little on the lighter side, but it doesn't really sacrifice too much in ABV. It's still a solid, very, very... But you very, needed that for wedding guests who didn't know what to expect. Right. Um, so I still have... I finished off... I have four bottles left of the wine Stefaner. I had to get that out of my fridge. Um, German beer, you know. We always have wine Stefaner on hand because uh, it's the lightest thing I'll serve people when they whine about. That's exactly what Ian, Ian had to force me into this, basically. I was like, I don't want it. And he was like, no, I'm going to get it. Someone's going to need it. You need to have it for the, for the wedding. And I you know all what? the Miller Lite you could have had left no, over. No, to be honest, I think that more people drank wine Stefaner than any other beer. Yep. Because the people that wanted to fall to beer, that's what they went to. And you were, you were right. I, I admit defeat, but I had to kill the rest of it very, very quickly. I'm sorry I was right. <laughs> I didn't want to be right on that regard. I know, but but you you He was running around in, telling in your everyone infinite wisdom, you you were right. Hurry up and I get the Imperial pumpkin before we run out. Well, I got schooled by the professor. And we also yeah. had an event recently for a little Oktoberfest uh, luncheon where we provided some pumpkin beer and then we got a few six packs of Marzen or Oktoberfest beers and I was like, I think we're gonna need more. And the uh, beer mistress here really just didn't want to be stuck with any extras and those twelve beers went first oh yeah and it was like it was like brooklyn oktoberfest and yeah people like oktoberfests and you know what if you're more power to them i mean yeah. it's <laughs> i just wasn't gonna get stuck with half a case oktoberfests are the pumpkin spice latte of the fall gross tons and tons and tons and tons of people drink them i'll have one yeah i'll have one as my obligatory it's Did now fall what a pumpkin spice latte no a marzen no but i've had an oktoberfest i haven't you're not really missing much, missing but I, I feel now. like uh, it's my You've obligatory. You've Scottish ales. Scotland and Germany my, aren't that far It's my apart. hurrah. You know, that's what it is. It's my hurrah into fall, Here's and we, we move on. <laughs> but um, so anyway, continuing from there, so the wine spawners were dead. Then I had the the the, wire, the Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin, which Delicious. is always a good one, which I'm halfway through that at this point. Uh, well, you got to finish up, it before January, because then you can't drink pumpkin beer. Moving on up, I have, I have an entire case left of one of my all-time favorite IPAs, which is the Lagunitas Maximus. And it's amazing, because it's, it's just, Maximus. It's wow. a fantastically, totally. it's one of the best balanced, delicious, it's a perfect balance between flavor, between ABV, between everything. It's just masterfully the brewed. Are really well balanced. I really cannot say enough good things about Lagunitas in general as a company, but at that beer, in my opinion, is their standout, hands down, best beer. Um, 
So I'm holding off on that because I really want to savor that and, and enjoy those periodically. What's the ABV? Can you keep it even though it's hoppy? Uh, I'm trying to. It's higher. It's, um, I want it's to the Maximus. I don't think it's quite a double. So we don't have to rush. It's not quite a double. But you shouldn't maybe but keep I want to it say for it's, your one-year anniversary. It's in the sevens, okay. yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Seven, six, maybe? But, um, and then, of course, we cap that off with, I still have three, uh, four packs of the Old Rasputin from North mm. Coast, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it is, oh my goodness. It's my favorite. It's, it's. It's the first stout I fell fantastic. in love with. It's, it's a fantastic I mean, Guinness stout. notwithstanding, but the, they're in different leagues. For a bottled stout, you don't get much better for your money. We're doing it tomorrow for Nosh, because when it comes to dessert, and I love Tenfitty. And I love talking about it because the can is beautiful and the engine the oil and the whatever. The thing is that 1050, although one of my absolute favorite... 8.2. No, really? It was a little higher than we thought. But uh, the 1050 being one of my favorite canned beers in general. Yum. T- like, one of my favorite yeah, of all... Like, yeah. transcending styles of beer. 1050 is just one of the best beers to drink out of a can. It's pricey. Yeah. It's, it's an expensive beer. And somehow beer. it's harder to spend that money on a can. I don't know why. It just looks less elegant, maybe? Like, we're talking about the cork in the cage and it what a great value. Anything, so. But you pour that into a glass, and you are looking at midnight. Yeah. Yep. You are looking at so the good. mysteries of the universe. And, God, seriously, I can't say enough good things about Oscar Blues. There's very few things I'll spend, very few beers, at least, I'll spend $100 on. And that's like that's what a case of that costs. Yeah. And when you do the math, it's fine. It comes out to like what four dollars a can. It's not crazy, like that. unless like, you go reasonable. to a restaurant on Passion, which yeah, will still like, rename unnamed, which was trying to sell me a can of it for seventeen dollars at the bar. Yeah, and I'm insane. like, you're out of your damn mind. You're like, that's not even a dollar per ABV right there. That's that's, <laughs> that's more than a four hundred percent markup yeah. from from wholesale. And that was when it wasn't me? even as popular. Right. That was like three years ago. Which I, I want to say, by, at that point, it was still only 70, like 60 or 70, 70 a yeah. case. And Why didn't yeah. we buy more then? That would have been smarter. I don't know how well cans age. They age fine. Do they? There's yeah. no light getting in the there. The first thing I remember reading was uh, somebody was doing a five-year comparison between like an, uh, between the, uh, the 1050. So they had five-year-old can. They said it was luscious. I believe it. I love that word. That that is a beer. The 1050. Let me just take another one more moment before we uh, continue on to the next topic here. The 1050 is exactly what I want out of an American oh. brewed stout. That's great. It's not. It's not a. It's not a, a Northern European. It's not a. It's not an English. It's not an Irish. It is a pure example of what an American stout should taste like, should feel like, should smell like. It is rambunctiously like uh, alcoholic. <laughs> I feel bad for the ten fifty for Springhouse because we were drinking their stout, talking about ten fifty with such passion and, th- and this livelihood. This is this is a very very nice. It's it's just a little on the lighter side of a stout yeah. for me. So I would actually much prefer this draft. If oh, it's mm. nice draft. It's a little heavier draft. Um, I would appreciate that on some nitro. That'd be good. Yes. So I agree with everything you said about ten fifty. I just got to bite the bullet. I was looking at a case today, and I was just like. But I still, when it comes to greeting the public and explaining to them beer and food pairings and especially dessert, for some reason, that Old Rasputin is just an easier sell. Oh, so good. Old Rasputin is just a great stout. I think body-wise, it's a little less abrasive, especially to to palates that might not be... It's frighteningly easy to drink. I convinced a hundred women who told me they didn't like beer to try it, and only one said no, and she was the Corona drinker. So, I mean... That's a huge... Well, you know what I have to say to her. 
what exactly exactly what I said to her <laughs> frankly it's like I can't work with you you may move on you know like we don't even need to talk but it, Lost in terms of you know fan mail if I could even say that to them good job North Coast because you know what it's like when you get the ladies who lunch who only want to talk about Chardonnay and everything I else and you know to get 99 of them to admit that FBC. old Rasputin is amazing is a huge thing Go so ahead. you said Chardonnay yes and I thought of you Alex and I had a great 30 second conversation about you and Chardonnay. We were at this restaurant, which is one of the only Michelin rated chefs in Europe. So as you know, it must be your honeymoon. That so as amazing. you know, Michelin rated chefs are not a dime a dozen. No, they are, are, they are hard to come by. They're, I want to say maybe 20 that, that, that like I've even heard about. I don't about. know for sure. I just know if you see one, get there, <clears throat> if you can even score so a So restaurant in Madrid called D Stage. That's not very Spanish. It's... So it both D D stage stand for different words. So okay. it's actually an acronym. Oh. Acronym mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I always get that screwed up with the other one. Um, but, Initialism. Uh, no, the the anagram. Monic, monic, uh, I always get acronym and anagram screwed up. Okay. So anyway, D stage in Madrid, absolutely one of the best meals. No, the best meal I've ever had. I will I will I will go as far as to say that. So ten courses. Oh, good Lord. Oh, but, so many. I'm but, so excited. No, I'm so happy. Alex had 10 courses and Alex was not stuffed. Wow. I had 10 courses and I was not hungry. It was... That's perfect. Perfect balance. This guy truly knows the what he's doing. And he has an entire... Bites, he has an entire team working with him that in beautiful harmony... It's almost like watching a show while you're eating. Wow. So you sit down and the first course is served at the bar. And it was... We had, um, we had, we had live uni... On top of a, a smoking bed of like kelp, <laughs> which it came out with dry ice under the bottom. So there was just smoke billowing out from underneath of this while we're. There's I love two, how presentation. There's two oh. different seasoned, um, sauced live uni in this box. So we, we have this, absolutely delicious. The second was the best piece of sushi that I've ever had in my life. It was served on a bamboo or a, a banana leaf. Which is not edible, but it was just used as the the, um, the transport. The, tr- the transport, but it was also served on top of and prepared on top of a salt block. <gasps> I have a salt block. So it was basically a salt cutting You're board. You're so proud of yourself right now. It was a salt yeah. cutting board where they cut everything and mixed it on top of the salt block, and that was the but only then salt you get added. That mm-hmm. salt, but there was like without the really overwhelming soy sauce salt. Right. Like that's and I want nice. to say there was three or four different sauces. Four different textures, all on the same thing. That was one bite, but you you ate this and you just you were immediately transported. You somewhere. just gave yourself wings. It's like you flitted so away when you ate. That the- was served at the actual Amazing. counter right by the kitchen. So after that, we were seated, and then we proceeded into other absolutely like I, I could go on and on and on. We actually have a list of all the things that we were served. That's awesome. Um, we tried to replicate one of them, which came close. Alex did a very good job. It was a celery root, um, like a like a creamy soup. Okay. But it was like 100% no cream in it, just like the way that you cook right. down they everything. It very and well. they served it in the actual celery root itself, which oh, was super very cool. Very cool. Um, celery root by itself is also very delicious. Right. So it it's was it was actually very very lovely. Very like the the whole meal overall was just fantastic. But they had this extensive 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 wine list, and we noticed that it was a lot of seafood, which was all perfectly done. And we asked the, the waitress, what do you suggest as a wine pairing for this? Because we've noticed that it's a lot of seafood. And she was like, this. And Alex is like, I don't drink Chardonnay. She was like, this. 
Did I make an appearance on your honeymoon? And she was just, Alex was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like Chardonnays. And she was like, you want this bottle? And we were like, okay, you guys haven't led us astray yet. I would we'll trust them too. It I would was be so nervous. One but of, I would trust it was them. the one, it was the only white wine that I can remember drinking that I've ever enjoyed. Wow. And it was perfect. It was unoaked. It was delicious. It, it has, wasn't buttery. It wasn't oily. It was clean, crisp the with Chardonnay, a huge... The Chardonnay grape is fine. It had a huge, like, not sweet grape flavor, but like that essence of grape. Where, was it a Spanish wine? Yes. Okay. Well, I would totally trust the Spanish it, Chardonnay it over a West Coast Chardonnay. It was absolutely perfect for the meal. And like, I was just like, I was like, Shannon would get a crack out of this. This would be great. But it was... I am right now. And it was honestly, as far as a Michelin rated chef with a 10 course meal, it was 75 euro a person. Oh, what? gracious. Honestly, if you were ever in Madrid, I mean, seventy-five do is this. still what, like a hundred and something? No, seventy-five is it's like the one, euro it now one is, to one, one, yeah. one point one. It is not when they first so you're came talking out. About one, but... eighty-five, maybe. Do you, no, less and than then that. do you tip because it's Europe? There's no tipping. Yeah, good grief. We we left. We I think yeah. we left twenty euro as a tip because two it words. was just it was absolutely fantastic. Lots more than two words. Dashing rogue on the road. <laughs> Yeah, tipping in Europe, by the way. So I found out the crash course is basically if you are at a tapas restaurant and say you order four or five plates, three euro, it's fine. Tipping is not mandatory. And you know what? It's, it makes you look it like It makes an the entire meal experience better except for when you try to get the check. Because they don't have motivation because, to... No, they're just... It's not... In America, they're breathing down your neck to get you out of there to turn the table to get another table in. So that's, can I get you anything else? No rush on this. When you give me the check, I know you're rushing me out the damn door. Right. I get it. See, I give people the check when I know that they're done, but I really don't want to rush them. Like, but again, I'm like, it's a Monday be, night and it's not crazy busy, but like, it took me. Means. It took me on some nights. When, when, I wanted, when I was still eating or I needed another drink or I needed food, I waited no time at all. Like, sure. they, they were immediately there, immediately helpful. As soon as I was trying to leave, it was this very awkward 20-minute long interval where I'm trying to, I don't know if they noticed You're that You're trying I was to wink done. at them or something? And they're like, no, seriously, just take your time. It's no rush. But also, they do all the card processing at the table. I know. Even which is Canada very cool. does that, and it's amazing. Which is very cool. Well, in a lot of places, too, they do that more because... Well, it's what easier I remember, to split a check. It's easier to tip on the credit card. It's easier across the board. I love it. Sure. I just know like when I was in Barcelona, it was like one of those things where it was like, oh. hey, watch out. Don't let your waiter walk away with your card because you're going to do a, like a carbon copy right. of it. And no, that makes sense. It. Barcelona. Barcelona. All right. We got to get Max out of here because now that he's drinking. Yeah. And we got to go too. He's got to go to work and we got to go eat and drink some more. Uh, but it's a rough this is life how we, we do this. Um, what was your favorite? The stout. All right. Ian? Followed by the ballast point. Uh, my favorite was the Trogues, followed by the ballast point. My favorite was the Trogues, followed by the Springhouse. So we're we're mixed wow. tonight. We're all over wow, the place. Wow, that's awesome. But that's good. You know, it shows a representation by all the beers. Um, I mean, not to say that the Trogues was bad by any means. I thought that it was the my liking. Was, there was a lot about that I really. The liked. Trogues was very very good, but I, I liked There's the ballast point. There's one lot of left. It might leave in my purse. I liked how the ballast point featured the beer over the pumpkin, and I liked how with the stout, I really did like it overall. I just wanted a little bit more oomph out of it. So, uh, congratulations on your wedding. I'm going to say anyone who wants to send us fan mail and send gifts to Cousin Max, you're more than welcome. I'll send pictures of my ring to prove it. Uh, <laughs> yes. I did indeed get married. That's amazing. Uh, also, you're welcome back anytime. We miss your face. 
I'm just and by here. your face, I also God. mean everyone else misses you your voice. I miss yeah. finding excuses to drink. So I guess we'll have we to take up that 9 a.m. Sunday thing like we used to do when we were drinking mm. super early on Mondays. I know, whatever. Yeah. Or Sundays. Or just keep drinking in the morning. All right. Yes. Guys, this was awesome. I missed you. Uh, we will see you next time. Until then, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And cousin Max. Until then. Peace.